Hello there, everybody. Welcome, Welcome to Jewish. To Jewish. Season two. So it's April 16th and we are on Jewishish here and I believe we have, I mean I shared this with you last night, I believe we have the greatest Jewish, the the quintessential Jewishish story to share with our listeners today. Don't you think? Do you remember what I'm referring to? Oh no, I definitely. Okay, so um, you know I'm sure there's a moral in here. And uh, we'll, we'll just see. So I'm going to read it to you the way we, we found it on the BBC uh, website, although I originally got this in a tweet. When animal welfare officers received a report of an unusual animal lurking in a tree in the Polish city of Krakow, they were not sure what to expect. Quote, people aren't opening their windows because they are afraid it will go into their house, the woman reportedly said. But a visit to the area showed the creature in question was not a bird or even a reptile, but a... Hippopotamus. No, it was a croissant. <laughs> the Krakow Animal Welfare Society get any said the words. incident was genuine. Writing on Facebook, the organization said its officers had asked the desperate caller whether the unidentified animal, which had been in the tree for two days could be a bird of prey. The woman responded that it looked more like a lagoon, Polish for lagoon, before remembering the correct word, leguan or iguana. And so, I I mean, what is your... And the inspectors thought, gee, an iguana isn't going to make it in the cold temperatures of Oh, we know this. They freeze and fall off the trees. Yeah, exactly. But... uh, they, when they arrived, they found that the inspectors was the headless and limbless object in a lilac tree, a pastry, probably thrown out of a window to feed birds. Now, I have to concede that the croissant hanging in the vine looked to me... I can no, understand I, I how it could be thought to be a cocoon of some kind. We can't right? blame them. Yes. So this is not a. Uh, I I do want our listeners to understand. We we just take the story as it is. This is not a Polish. Thing. Well, I mean the Poles are the most anti-Semitic country in the history of the world. That's and not so, so good. So you know if they occasionally mistake, you know actually if it were to go the other way, if they thought it was a croissant and it turned out to be an iguana. In some ways, that's a better story, right? I thought you were going to say if they thought it was a Jew. Well, that would be another thing if it turned out to be an iguana. But I'm just saying this is, this seems to me, I love this story. They're calling up, people people won't leave their homes, and it's a croissant on a tree. So that's story number one for today. Story number two is a big breakthrough moment for one of our favorites. You know about this, no doubt, because you follow him on social media. The Rene ba- Rivera? No, no, no. Well, tell about Rene Rivera. That's a nice he story. Got, That's he something got else. signed with what I forgot already. Milwaukee, did he say? Or no. Cleveland? Yeah, maybe. Cleveland? Yeah. Former Mets backup catcher Rene Rivera. Anyway, we're, we're, really like, we're glad that he signed on with somebody. No, I'm speaking of our all-time 
a favorite musician, Kosha Dills, really, in some ways, he besides you. TMZ. He got T on TMZ. And so I just... He, as he, Moses. He, as Moses. He, he was uh, t in, in, dressed up as Moses, rapping about Passover in the streets of New York, and TMZ covered this. You're okay bleeping out one word, right? Yeah. I think we should just play a little excerpt. Let's just say that we're warning people this is going to have a curse word. Yes. Oh, but so so we won't beep it out because yeah, you're too, too lazy to. Okay. So this is on YouTube. The story is called TMZ interviewed Kosha Dills, and this is actually a video of Kosha Dills watching himself on I TMZ. Saw that. It was very something called World Star Complex and even Wu-Tang Clang's fan page, he said they amassed 1.5 million views and so that seems like a lot, I don't know, I, I don't know how to measure those things, but anyway good good for Kosher Dills I have his phone number you do? Yeah. do you call him with any frequency no, or are you just, you waiting you waiting for the right moment I'm waiting for the right moment he wants Good. me to buy a hat from him when I go up to New York. Well, that seems a fair enough thing. You already have a hat from him. Yeah. 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 So, um, the one other thing I wanted to mention is the enormous popularity at City Field, our Mecca, where the Mets play, of the arrival music whenever Mets closer Edwin Diaz takes the field. It's an amazing thing. The fans all dance to it, and it's a jolly thing. And the argument is being made that it's the best walk-on music of any ball player in baseball. And I think it's a little hard to argue with. this takes off and becomes a big thing because Mets closers and walk-on music actually have a kind of checkered history involving someone you know well. Because when Billy Wagner came to the Mets, he adopted as his walk-on music what Jewishish listeners know to be um, the theme song of Thucydides Johnson, which is to say, Enter Sandman. But that was a problem because crosstown rival New York Yankees closer 
and future Hall of Famer Mariano Rivera oh. always used that same walk-on music. And it made it seem a little iffy for a newly arrived Mets closer to use Mariano Rivera's walk-on music. So that, that sort of cast a pull on Mets closer's walk-on music for a time. So if, if Edwin, D, Edwin Diaz is now, he can't pitch that good. But if he has the best walk-on music, that would be redemptive in a certain way. That guy gave me a bloody towel. He gave you a bloody towel. Well, he you... gave me a towel and I bloodied it. That's right. After you crashed into the center fielder coming over from left. You showed extraordinary range uh, there. What was the name of the guy? Do you remember this? The Nationals had a guy, a utility infielder, who had the best walk-up music. He was a hitter. Do you remember this guy? It's very soulful. Oh, Wilfred Defoe. Yeah, I think it might have been. Defoe, something like that. He had great walk-up yeah, music. Great. It was very good. Yeah. What would your walk-up music be if you... So here, you have two songs to come up with. What would be your walk-up music if you were a hitter? And what would be your run-in music if you were a closer? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I like those two. I don't know, something like Mozart, maybe. Really? For both? Two different Mozart pieces? I don't know, something, uh, you know, sweet. Okay. Say, I, I don't mean any harm. You know, I'm just here to have a good time. You know, I think I would go for each of those for a different Who song. Well, I, I would do Bob yeah. O'Reilly for my walk-up music for batting, and I would do Magic Bus for my run-in music if, if I were close. I was going over the Who songs I knew, and I couldn't think of any that I would chosen what are you playing there now what do you got you want to give your listeners a little something before we sign off that's very uh, something very lovely nice you're just gonna every time I try to yeah good. All right, that's it, folks. We'll uh, go out today uh, if I can make it work with uh, what I was just talking about. But no, it doesn't see. I think we can't go out with any music because we're, we. What do you call this? Besi- I mean, sorry, any recorded music. Oh, now we got it. Play along with this. this. Play along with that. No. Can't play the current song, it says. Alright. Well, we'll close without music today. Or maybe maybe we can add it? (laughs) It stopped again. It started again. Alright, thank you everybody. We'll see you tomorrow for Shabbat Shindig.